senorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay oh. Blossom Margaritas, it's Dr. Den Blossom's mom life coach She's an occupational therapist that helps moms simplify their motherhood and find their best selves, really enjoy motherhood. I'm having a really hard time with that right now. I'm overwhelmed. I can't slow down. And Dr. Jen agreed to go on Instagram Live and mom life coach me. She uncovered so much that we ended up doing two sessions and you're getting both of those in this episode, here is my interview with Dr. Jen Blossoms. I love that you set your tone of your day with a workout. I typically do. It didn't happen today um, because internet. But um, you talk a lot about like how that, like fitness is, we say it helps you think clearly. It helps you make effective decisions. I run because I come back to my kids like ready to go. And if I hadn't done that yet, everything is like, like I'm just irritable. Do you agree? <laughs> 100%. If I don't get that run-in or whatever workout is, what, I mean, I try to do in the morning, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It really sets off the tone for the whole day. It, it almost like it sparks this juice of creativity and um, the ability to be more in tune with ourselves, our emotions, our kids. And it just is this sense of groundedness that we need to really <laughs> hone in as moms. It's so important. I I need you here. I said in the intro, you're a mom life coach and you want to simplify motherhood. I am always going a million different directions. As you know, we moved. As you know, you moved also. Like, so where did you move to? Georgia, um, south of Atlanta. And where did you move from? Virginia. Wow. So uh, are you done with the move process? Did you get Yes. And are you not? No. I mean, we're still like in this apartment. We move uh, like into our house house September 9th. So we've been in like a thousand foot square foot apartment with two toddlers for three months. And that's lose my free <laughs> Like all those life coach skills. I'm like, um, <laughs> up now. <laughs> You're living it. Yes. Positive <laughs> mindset. It's so yes. hard because what I do and like, I'll, I have to write everything down. I'm, I struggle with anxiety. I'm very open about it. I go to therapy for my anxiety. I'm always going a million miles a minute and I cannot shut my brain off like I I'm also hyper vigilant and I feel like if I'm not doing multiple things like if the laundry's not going while I'm like packing lunches like I'm not doing enough like things always have to be happening and if it's not happening I get super anxious and I'm just short with my kids and I feel like I my patience with them it hasn't always been great but it's been fine until lately and I am like I go to bed like in tears because I am so short with them and I spanked, I spanked my son the other day and I never get to that point. And he wears a pull up and he, full disclosure, he laughed. And I was like, but I was like, I can't believe I got to the point where I spanked him. Like I never used to be able to get there. I could just like- Defuse him. Yes, yeah. I can't anymore. And I, I, I just want to share that because if any other mom is feeling like that, I do need the tools <laughs> that you offer so that yeah. I can like have something to rely on when I get that way. And I feels like it's every- second of the day right now there's something it's not internet like a toilet's leaking there's squirrels in our attic i can't get my son in preschool and so he's just here and whining and around and i'm always like what i i can't i'm always super anxious and i don't have the tools to be able to just yeah. and be like a compassionate mom to him and he's three yeah. 
Yeah. So our boys are the exact same age. So my first two questions is, well, number one, like when we're in that heat of the moment, I always coach our moms the power of the pause. And I know like it sounds fantastic, but it's really hard to execute in the moment when you're about to lose your crap. But if you yes. think to yourself, like power of the pause, like when we are in that moment of wanting to break down and freak out and lash out emotionally, verbally, whatever it is, if you can remind yourself, okay, the power of the pause and take that one second to have that deep breath for yourself, to center yourself and to think like, my child doesn't have these tools to be yet, to be regulated and calm. And like, he's feeling these big emotions and I need to help him move through his big emotions. And if I can't even get my own emotions under control, how is that gonna impact him? How is he gonna feed right. off? So that power of the pause has been so huge, like for me and for our kids and for the moms that I teach too. So remembering that in the moment of, it is hard and you're not gonna get it right every time, but if you can try to remember, okay, power of the pause, power of the pause, take a deep breath, recenter, remember my kid needs my help moving through his big emotions too. And that's hard work as moms for us to do that. So having that pause, super important. My second question for you is what the heck can you get off your plate? I feel like as moms, like we have all the things. So it's like, okay, well, what can you get off? What can you start delegating? That is so interesting that you said that because that was my therapist too. She's like, you're, you have to get delegate. You have to get things off your plate. You're always, I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night, like visualizing my actual list that I write down. And it, a lot of it, she said, you can impact, and you talked about this too, empower your kids by having them be more like um, self, like they do things on their own, like they'll be more independent. I do everything for my kids. Like, and my daughter's five and a half. Why? Because I guess I feel like, because it's faster, honestly. I'm like, I'll just tie their shoes. Cause I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And if I could just calm the hell down, we wouldn't need to be moving so fast. And I could let her practice tying her shoes or I could, not brush your teeth for her because I'm always like, come on, come on, come on. It's all stemming from me being on this schedule that no one else is putting me on. I just, like, it's bath time. It's let's go, let's go. No one else is saying, you know, the house has to be clean and the bath has to be at this point. I put this all on myself oh. and I, I'm aware of it, but like, I don't, I can't not be that way. Or I feel like, I think I feel validated by Everything happened when it was supposed to. Look at all the things I checked off on my list. I had a great day. And if I don't do that, it was like, what did I even do today? But right. it's just self-imposed. It's so self-imposed, but I feel like you and I have so many of the same similarities of like pre-kids, we were like, I mean, not that we're not type A, super driven, want to accomplish all the things. And right now, yeah. this kind of slow pace is hard. So we can't. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so freaking hard. And I'm the exact same way. I'm like, come on, boys, we got to go. But I heard, I don't know where I heard this from. It was a podcast I heard a few weeks ago. And it was it was an older, older lady who is now um, a grandma. And she says, if I could go back and change one thing with my kids, she said, I wish I would, I wish I wouldn't have rushed so much. And so I was like, man, I took that to heart. And I think about, okay, this season that we're in, am I going to look back when I'm 40, 50, 60, like whatever, and, and think that I just rushed our whole way through motherhood. Yes. And that in itself, I know it's, it takes longer and our like my oldest Brody, like there's something about the transition from the house to the car, it takes us half an hour. And I'm like, can you walk <laughs> faster? And there are moments you can't like lollygag through life. I totally get that. But being okay with the pace and just taking a yes. step, I mean, we have to be intentional with slowing down. 
And now that sounds so like counterintuitive. Be intentional about not doing things. I <laughs> like, know. And you and I are like, but we want to do all the things. Nothing. Hyper vigilant. My uh, the first meeting with my therapist, she's like, so you're hyper vigilant. Like you need it, things to be happening. I was like, all the time. Going to the bus stop to pick up my daughter. I'm like, walk. And he's just like looking at trees. And I end up like picking him up. But he is like taking in life and doing like what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, no. We need to go fast and miss life. Like, it's ridiculous. I know. But 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 here's the cool thing is that you're already seeing this. That self-awareness is step one. Now, it's all about, but you can change the habits. You can change your behavior. You can change your mindset around this. But our brain and our habits want to naturally go back to what is so familiar to us. And that is that rushed, fast way of life. Like, give me that stimulation more and more and more, faster, faster, faster. But if we can try to start to retrain your approach, retrain your thinking, and retrain your pacing, it's going to be hard work and intentional work. But try looking at life through the lens of your children. And they're seeing, like, if you really put yourself into your kid's eyes, how does he see you? How does he feel your energy, how you're showing up? I mean, that is really eye-opening. Because when I do that, I'm like, whoa, I would not want to be around me. So it's really eye-opening. Yeah. I never thought about that. It, and yeah. I, like, I could see my daughter, my daughter would be like, <gasps> yes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> she just got <laughs> And then our teacher, we went to like a parent teacher night. She's like, you know, if we could just get Amaya to slow down. Like she's just, she's over here. She's over there. And I just went like, like, it's me. Like I'm, I'm making a second generation of this madness and I am self-aware, but I feel like I'm also like manifesting anxiety. Cause I'm always like, well, I have anxiety and I'm anxious and I'm aware of it. But like me saying it, is that making me be it because I'm not I'm just like manifesting anxiety because that's what I say all the time like I should be saying putting out more positive well, vibes trick with that is though is that you can't and this is like where I think culture gets it so wrong is and there's nothing wrong with positive affirmations and I, I'm such a believer in like that process of thinking positive doing you know doing well but we can't just slap that on <laughs> Are like a band-aid and think things are going to change so really addressing the root but you don't have to identify with anxiety like uh you are not you're not anxiety and i and i struggle and i've shared openly <laughs> like no you're not like you and i we've lost similarities like we both i struggle with anxiety too but i work really hard with my counselor to lead my thoughts instead of my thoughts leading me especially with anxiety, it can really grapple us. And when we get into that mindset and, and you know, our thoughts just go, go, go. And it takes us down this big rabbit hole. But what I've been working on really hard the last two years is let me lead my thoughts and let me not let my thoughts consume me. Let me not identify with anxiety. I do have anxiety, but, and it comes and it goes in waves and I know it comes and goes in waves, but I'm not going to let it dominate my life. And so it's a really long process of that, but we don't have to keep saying like, Oh, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, but like we can work through that and you can change, you know what I mean? And it's so hard, especially when that comes so natural to us, you know, what, what kind of things make you so anxious? Like tasks, not being complete things left incomplete. And my therapist was saying too, like, like you said, what can you get off your plate? If I delegate it, I'm just going to be checking to see if, if I say, tell my husband to do something and he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it that day because he's the opposite of me. Then it's like, it's off my plate, but it didn't get checked off. So I'm still 
looming. Like I can't delegate right. because I don't trust that it's going to be done. I mean, I guess I'm also like a micromanager. <laughs> right. right. Did it, wait, time so, out. Has anyone ever told you you look like Brick Burke? Yes. <laughs> you do. You're so pretty. Thanks. Appreciate that a lot. I am a hot mess. Right? Like if you, I can't, like I am so stressed out. And when you, you talked about like back to school, back to stress, I was like, yes, because well, first, if I could get my son back to school, that would be awesome. Because I have my son. This brings me to mom guilt. I have my son here. I tried to do this and he just wants to be with me. And it's like we said, we're speeding through life. I'm trying to get everything done. How long is that even going to last that he wants to be with me? And I'm missing out on the, he just wants to snuggle. And I'm when he's going to be, I'll turn around, he's going to be eight and be like, well, maybe not eight, but he won't want that anymore. And I'm missing that because I'm trying to work from home. I feel like I'm always like one second, one second. And then I'm cognizant of it at night. And I like, I'm seriously almost in tears. And I want to like get him out of bed and snuggle him. And I said, tomorrow I'm going to be locked in with him. And I, I'm just going to make him feel, I, I love how you said, like, how does he see me? I want him to see me as just like someone that just loves him and wants to pay attention to him. And then the next morning comes and it's like the next fire. And like, I, like, and truly, I, I'm waiting just for a fire next because it's squirrels, it's leaks, it's the internet is out. There's something else that just takes me left and I can't lock in with him. And then it's like, I'll try again tomorrow. And I feel like a bad mom. And then I do the show for um, a radio station for somebody that I need to send it to. And I feel like I'm making sure I get them their content. And I feel like I'm shitty at sending in content to them. I'm not a good mom. I feel like I'm falling short in all areas. I haven't even like talked about my husband because it's like, there's no time for him. I'm just, I'm all over the place and I can't calm down. And I don't know. I think a lot of it is I don't have time for me. Like I don't even have a second to like sit down and watch a show or something because we haven't had TV or internet. So it's just constantly putting out fires, taking care of my kids during the day, going to bed because then we got to get up at six to take my daughter to kindergarten. And it's just cycle again and again, there's no time for me. I don't have a second to just kind of breathe. It's just going and it's making my anxiety thrive. <laughs> yeah. So you're just reacting every single day over and yes. over. Yes. Yes. Also like you feel like you're not good enough for anybody. You feel like yes. you're <laughs> things that you're falling short on everyone's stick and then that cycles down to mom guilt and mom shame and you're not alone in that ever like I've helped hundreds of thousands of moms who feel this exact same way so the I think like the very first step number one like you already have that self-awareness of you know how this feels but you don't like how it feels and I oh. feel like your kids don't like how it feels either and so that's oh. huge for all of us right like we have to understand how do I feel how do my kids feel how does my husband feel so like that's the very first thing. So we know what's happening right now isn't working. So the second thing is, is 80% good enough? Because if we try to give 100% to everybody all the time, you're going to drive yourself freaking crazy. And so is 80% good enough? There comes a point, and you know, too, in business where we have to delegate and are things not perfect? Yeah. And it, it's okay. And so that's one thing we have to work on letting go is, well, what can I get off my plate? Like, can I have, can I hire someone for like, you know, a high school kid who wants to earn 10 bucks to come mow my lawn or help me clean the house or do something like really get creative with how can I support other people to build out my team, like at home or wh whatever it looks like, you know, yeah. um, looking for that support, looking for that help, creating that help, getting back in the driver's seat. And then for your son, like, this is really hard for both of your kids, um, especially for us too, trying to go from, you know, working mom to 
being a mom to back to work, it's so hard to shut off our brain and yep. work mode, be mom mode, be work mode, be mom mode. I know it's absolutely yes. And I had to just keep coming back to my mind of like thinking about your kids, be present, stop thinking about your kids, be present. Yes. It's like, right? Like when you're at work, you think about your kids, when you're at kids, when you're yes. at work. So nobody's getting the best of you because you're always somewhere else. Like, but you're, right. is 80% good enough? I like that. Is 80% good enough? Yeah, I heard that from, well, it was, it was not my original quote. I heard it from, I think it was an, a course that I was taking at some point. I don't know where I heard it from, but I was like, yeah, that really resonated with me. And so that's been freeing too. It was like, I don't, I don't have to do, I can't do 100%. So for everybody, it's just not feasible. So, so okay, so self-awareness, number one. Number two is 80% good enough. Yeah. Number three, what can I start getting off my plate? Because like, like you said, like, you can't keep trying to do all the things. It's just, you're going to drive yourself freaking crazy. So how can you create that support system at home, at work? What boundaries need to be in place? You can cr start creating those systems so it's not just you. Because we can't do it all and do it all well. I mean, I think though that's because that's how I validate myself. Like if I got things off my plate, like if I hired a nanny to help out while I do this or a, I don't know, a housekeeper or whatever to do the housework. It's like, then what did I do? Like, I would feel, what am I even doing? Like, I, I don't go to work. I don't, somebody else cleans my house. Somebody's watching my kid. Like I would feel inadequate again. Like I'm not yeah. doing the stuff. I'm not doing the stuff because I'm um, delegating it. But doing all the stuff is making me a crazy person. Right. So... But that's like a, a narrative you have to flip in your head because it's like you want to make these changes, but then it's like you're punishing yourself for making that change yourself. I, know, I hear like, it. I know. It, it doesn't, it, I can't win. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's another thing with like my son. Like I want him to feel loved and just like supported and I'm so in tune with him. But on the other side of that, I want him to respect me and he does right. not at all because I'm like the sweet, I want him to like, I want to be like his safe space that he comes to. So he, I mean, he bites me, hits me. He has no respect for me. I can't find the balance there either of being like respected and a disciplinarian and being like his loving safe space. And my husband like says anything, like the tone of his voice, they were like, okay. And I will try to like be so stern with him. And he's just like, oh, that's cute. Oh, you spanked me, that's cute. Like yeah. he doesn't. And so then I get frustrated that my kids don't respect me, but I'm not, I don't know. I am like, I feel, I'm seriously like, um, we need multiple series of this episode. I'm so curious for all the listeners today, the viewers, I know that we are not the only ones who feel this, especially what's happening in the world right now. There's extra added layer of pressure for us as moms and yes. like, how do we, how do we start to take ownership and develop the tools to move through this? Because I firmly believe that moms, we set the tone for our home. And when we are so stressed and, and like crazy with our emotions, it is so impactful for our kids, for our spouse, for everything and everyone around us. And so if we can start to change our mindset, our thinking, start to sharpen our own tools and our own toolbox and really be proactive about being calm, being confident, being centered, that is going to change so much in the heart of our homes, which like the ripple effect for our community, country, count, county, country, world. Like it all starts in our home, but it starts with us as moms. You know? Totally. When I am off, the whole household is off. If I'm having a great day, everybody's happy. So I, I know how important it is for me to my mental health and my 
personal development as a mom and like working on that. It's like, I don't feel like there's enough time. Like I feel like right now there's not enough time to put like, sometimes I feel guilty doing therapy. Cause I'm like, that's just an hour. Like this is indulgent. Like here's an hour that I'm could have been. <laughs> that is uh, see, and I think we have to like so guilt and shame two things that moms run right into all the time is because the fact that you're going to therapy is one of the greatest gifts and blessings you can give your family because you're learning tools to be a better person to be a better mom and if you don't invest in those tools who will nobody will that's up to us so the yeah. fact you are going to therapy your husband should be high-fiving you for going to <laughs> No, he's like, where, where is Jace? Like, go and find Jace. Like, yeah. no, because he's got him while I do therapy. Honestly, in this short amount of time, you've given me the pause, the power of the pause. You've given me is 80% good enough and delegating yeah. more things off of me. We should yeah. definitely do a part two. We should um, a part two. We can just go live, and then I'll post it. So whenever you have a second, I may have to come next door. But I have no problem with that because it's very quiet here. Yes. Um, you let me know. We'll jump in and do a part two. And then we can make a one big uh, episode with like all the parks. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it too. You know, I, whenever you want to go live, I would do it. So that was part one of my interview with Dr. Jen Blossoms. We felt like we were just really getting into things and we needed more time. So she came back and here is part two with Dr. Jen Blossoms. Last week. We just like, if anybody's just joining, you're an occupational therapist, you're a mom life coach and a mindset coach. And we uncovered some, some issues that I had last week and it was supposed to be over. And you were like, um, we're like, we're just getting started. You didn't even get to like, now I need you to heal me. Now we need to like really get into why I am the way I am. Oh yes. We have a whiteboard. All right. Oh, official now we got the whiteboard we are very official and then i'm going to put these two episodes together and make one episode for the podcast for anybody that missed yeah. it before all of my issues were brought forth and now we're going to talk through how i need to calm down and delegate and all the things but so. you know what's so cool aaron is that we opened up um such a safe place to have these discussions and you and I both our dms were so full after that live of mom saying me too so I think that these discussions are so important for us to have because we can take back that veil of saying hey we all go through this in some way shape or form and let's heal together yes I love it. That's the whole reason I want to do this. Yes. Exactly. There's so much power and vulnerability and I have my own ish too. And we just work through it. And it's not only the us, but it's also that ripple effect on our kids and their kids is that whole generational pass down. And so the fact that we can talk about this and work on those tools to reshape that, I think is just so important. So important. So I applaud you for just being able to get after it and so vulnerable. I mean, let's, let's do it. Yes. If it helps somebody else, I'm all about you. Before you got on, I was talking about my anxiety and how I'm on medication and when I shared that, yeah. a lot of people that I'm good friends with that I didn't know, they were like, oh, I'm on this much dose of that. And I was like, wait, like everybody's on this, but just nobody says it. Exactly. So for a mom, like feeling a stigma about like, and I do therapy too, therapy and I'm on medication for my anxiety. And if somebody's not doing that because they feel some sort of stigma or shame about it, you'd be surprised how many people are on something like that and just they don't say it out loud. So more people like us that talk about it Exactly. Make a mom feel less alone. Exactly. And I'm assuming like my first issue with the overwhelmed, um, but I won't delegate anything off of my plate because then I'll just micromanage it. <laughs> that is like, I think the first thing that we need to tackle if that works for you. It, that delegation. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't because then I'm just going to follow up and be like, did you do it? And if it's not done right away, then it was like, what's the point of delegating it to somebody that's not going to do it for a week? And it might as well still be on my plate. Right. So there's this term that we have to get through as moms on the word on delegation and it's 80% is good enough. I think we talked about that last week and I did, that is not my original work. I actually heard it in this online course that I'm taking for therapy stuff. Um, it was talking about like building a practice and all this stuff, but it's talking about 80% is good enough. And especially for us who really like tend to be those go, like go getters. We want everything perfect in our way. And we want things to be a hundred percent perfect. And we have to be able to come up with the, the idea that 80% in our life is, it's good enough. And so looking at things when it comes to delegation, because we can do pretty much anything but we can't do everything all at the same time because if we try to do that that's when that those feelings of worry and panic and overwhelm and like you're trying to juggle all these balls in the air and then all the balls start dropping and then it's that cycle cycle of guilt and shame all over again so when we look at okay we've got to get some things off of our plate um and knowing that like you don't have to do everything because if you do you're never going to get out of this cycle so what can we release over to other people? Even if it's not as good as how you would do it, that's okay. Cause the idea is, is like, if you keep doing it, you're not, it's just going to drive you insane. I have to start a new pattern. My yes. thing isn't my, is my, I mean, there's a little bit of, they won't be done as good as I would do it. If like my husband does it, but it's yeah. more that he won't do it in a timely fashion. And it's looming. I want things checked off right. even if it's 80 percent, even if it's 50 percent, it's it's checked off and even if he doesn't do it as well if it is completed that day just for me i don't know if I'm, I'm not speaking for anyone else that task that has not been completed whether it was completed at 80 percent, it, it's just still looming and i don't feel like i can't calm down and i can't just be yeah. until it's gone until it's done whether it be 80 percent it just needs to be marked off. And if I don't have everything marked off, no matter who completed it, by the end of the day, I don't sleep well. I don't, and I know how ridiculous that sounds. No, I but so if I delegate it, he may do it 90%, but he won't do it right away. And okay. I need it to be done right away. So, no, I totally feel that. Um, who are the people that you can delegate to? Besides, like, not, so I don't, it's like, not everything has to be delegated to your husband. Who are other so husband, who else? How old are your kids? Uh, five and a half and three. So okay. it's making me think a nanny or somebody that can help me out with the dinosaur that lives down here that can't go to school because there's no room. But why I won't delegate that or like childcare or housework is because we also uncover that I validate myself by look at all the things I crossed off. And if I have someone doing the housework and someone take care of my kids, it's like, what am I doing? Why, what am I even, I, everybody else is doing everything. Then I have no worth at all. Cause I, I have the thing that I'm a stay at home mom. So I need to do all these things. And if I delegate, what did I really do? I mean, I did a couple of things and then my worth feels like I don't do anything. Okay. But that is a story that you are telling yourself and totally. you are in that story. So <laughs> you have believed that story for so long that these pathways in your brain Anytime you try to think outside of that story, it immediately goes back to that story of that false narrative of you find find and val value and validate yourself in your ability to cross things off your list. And if you are the one cleaning your house, doing all the childcare, like you're not worthy enough.
That's yes. ridiculous. Why it doesn't sound ridiculous to me is because moms that I know go to work all day. They do their job. They come home and they make dinner and they put, get their kids in bed and bathe. And they do all that and go to work. So I feel like if I'm not going to work, then I better like bring it somewhere else with like all these other things because I don't have as much responsibility on my plate because I don't also have a job. Okay, but why, but why are you so concerned about what other moms are doing? Because you don't know how many of those moms have help as well and they don't just talk about it or maybe it's yeah. really overwhelming behind the scenes. So I think when we are so concerned about what other people are doing and how they're doing it, it takes our eyes off of, what's most important in our own life and what do I need in my own life to be supported and to build out that team. I mean, I think for us as moms, like we have to find, and, and maybe for you, Erin, like maybe you do find joy and value and, you know, maybe cleaning for you is really something that you love. <laughs> and no. it's, like, it's no, not something that I love. It's, it's something, something that I, I feel accomplished. It's, it provides me with, like, I, if I go to bed and the house is immaculate, and I mean, I, I'm sure I have OCD, like, I, I mean immaculate, like, I will be watching something, and I'll notice that there's something, like, in the corner, like a little dinosaur or something. The next commercial, I'm going to get it and putting it back, and it's, everything is fine. And I know that that's not normal. But when I go to bed, like, last night, I, had, I checked everything off the list, and I went to bed, and the house was put, like, all put away. That, that is gratifying to me. I don't enjoy the process, but the outcome of, everybody like the kids went to bed I, I feel validated mm -hmm. and I feel like look at what my stay-at-home mom career was like today and then if I don't do the things it's like you didn't even go to work today your house is a mess like somebody else made dinner for your family and you somebody cleaned your house like what are you even doing like sorry I already said my house somebody who's washing your kids what are you doing I guess I'm always wondering if people are like what do you even do like do you just sit on Instagram and everybody else and this is me thinking that because but I don't think that about other moms so that was my I was gonna say Erin you're so mean to yourself oh. and secondly if if I would you say all these things to me like a friend would you like would you be like what are you doing all day you're are you cleaning your house you're helping the moms you have a huge value so do you but like you are so mean to you and I think I like we're so mean to ourselves we're our own worst critic and i and i think what we need to work like this is so much deeper than a delegation list this is like first before we even get to the practical strategies we have to start on your mindset because i feel like for so many years you have just been telling yourself all of these false things that like you if your house isn't clean if you, if this is not like you don't have value but you do one of the exercises that i always have our moms go through is that we start with like a blank piece of paper and we start to list out what are my values in life right now what are some of the things that bring me joy in this season right now right because the season that you're in so your kids are what five and seven five and three five and three five and three mine are three and one and so the needs were yeah <laughs> so wait and right two right. boys two boys which is even like i can't imagine <laughs> another one of those guys <laughs> can't, i yes i feel you um so like your needs right now in this season are are different than what your needs were when your when your kids were you know in the season that my boys are in so it's looking at okay where am i at right now my motherhood journey like 
what's important to me, what's important to my kids, what do I need, what brings me purpose and joy and fulfillment, and literally get that pin out and do a huge brain dump. Um, get it all out on paper. That's first and foremost, because when we can start to see on paper, okay, this is what's important to me right now in this season, then we can start to weed out, okay, well, if I don't love cleaning the house, could I have somebody come in, even like a kid from high school or from wherever to come in? Like in Alaska, I had a, a gal from our church come in. She was a 16 year old. She would clean the house for two two hours a week like a big deep clean a big toilet scrub really wow. helped i paid her like 20 bucks or 50, yeah. 30 bucks and she was making money she was like supporting her as a high schooler it was really helping me and then i would just do the maintenance work so i would do you know the the counter wipe down the toy pickup so it wasn't this huge burden of i'm like scrubbing so it was like a, a system right maybe that yeah. work for you but maybe it's figuring out, hey what can I get off my plate? And maybe it's not hiring out. Maybe it's delegating to your kids. So we have a time where everyone pitches in and we're going to do, we're going to vacuum on Tuesdays. We're going to do toilets on Wednesdays. We, we get a chore, you know, every day for what we're doing and everyone's going to pitch in. And that way it's not all on you. So we figure out what's important to you guys. What can we get off your plate? And then how do we start creating those systems so your days flow better? But I think you know, before you even get into the practicality of that, we really need to get to the root of why you have all of these self-imposed um, lies, like limitations. I, I know. And I thought of it while you were saying the, the dump of like all the things that are, that bring me purpose. And then what's important to my kids, there's conflict there. It's not the same. Like they want to be with me and my son wants to be right next to me. Like he, I, I can't be like, I could say, go watch your favorite shit. Like go put on Paw Patrol. But he's like, you sit with me? Like he doesn't, he wants me. And what, honestly, what is bringing me purpose right now is the women that I've helped, mainly in like the eating disorder realm that reach out to me. And I find myself life coaching them through whatever they're struggling with and showing them that like they can come out on the other side. And when I get a message from somebody that fulfills me and I have guilt that that is what's fulfilling me. And I should be sitting and watching Paw Patrol with my son because what's important to him is having time with me. And what's important to me in this season happens to be this new thing that I found with like empowering women. And it's not matching up. Like, should I, I have the guilt that should I be doing something like this when they're a little bit older and not when he needs me like this? This like, is, that's yeah. that as well. Oh, and I struggle with this too. And I feel like every mom on here, if you are a working mom or a stay at home mom, there is this almost like this lie from society that if we're doing anything else besides our children, we're a bad mom. Yes. I struggle with that too. And I, I told my husband, I'm actively walking through this right now because I want to be working more and I love our kids, but I'm right with you. Like, I want to be working more. And so I am, I'm doing more therapy. I'm doing more admin work here and I love it. And I am actively walking through this tug of war of, I feel guilty, but then I have to go through all of the work of, it's actually really good for our kids to learn how to be independent without mom or else we start to develop these codependent relationships. And then it's this big issue when they go to kindergarten or wherever first grades because because they've never learned how to be apart from mom and same with us as kids like they're with our kids there's a very fine line between 
yes, like we want to have those meaningful moments. We want to have the connection. We want to have those moments where we go and snuggle and watch Paw Patrol or here our house is really blazed and the monster machines right now. Yeah. Are, Let's blaze, you know, that whole <laughs> Yes. Um, but, you know, we want those moments and those moments are important to have. But at the same time, it's important to have your own identity outside of your children. And so I think that also boils down to knowing what your true values are and knowing that you can be an amazing mom and an amazing wife. You can also be an amazing entrepreneur and you can be really good at wearing all of those hats. And it's really good for your kids to see that too. Like you're not putting your work above your kids, you're not putting your kids above your work. Like you're being where you need and want to be and you're showing up and you're doing that well. When you're at work, be at work and be fully there and present. When you're with your kids, be with your kids and be fully there and present. It ha and it's like, it's not like you're going to flip a switch and tomorrow you're like, I'm going to have no mom guilt. Like I still have to work through it every day, but mm -hmm. it gets easier. And I can't flip that switch. Well, you can't. Like, I am willing, like willing this uh, intention onto myself to be present with my kids. I say it every night when I go to bed. And then it's like, I'm sitting there with them and I like look at my phone and I like, I want to, I'll have an idea for a post or something. And admittedly, like, that's what I want to do right then. Like, I'm going to forget it. And then I'm not, I'm with them, but they, they see that I'm on my phone. I can't shut it off. So if an idea comes, it happens to me too. And I, there have been moments where I'm a lot of moments when I'm with my kids and I get those ideas or I get those thought processes or whatever. And you have to write it down, type it down, whatever, then put your phone away and actively work on being present again. It's the same thing with anxiety, right? Like we say, oh, I don't want to be anxious. And then all of a sudden the anxious thought comes on and you have basically have a choice to either grab onto that thought and go on down that vortex or you can say, okay, thought, like let's work through this for a second and I'm going to let you go. It's the same thing when you're with your kids. Like you, you, like when you feel your mind being swept away into work and just being drawn away from the present moment, in that moment, you can also decide to say, okay, I will deal with this later and push it away. And you, it's just the same thing about being very intentional with where your thoughts are going, leading your thoughts. Because I was like, how do I do that? Like, how do I... Like you said, honoring it, like, okay, you're here, I'm anxious. How do I, like, I'm aware, I think, like you said, the first step is self-awareness. Like, I realize, I know exactly what's happening, and I don't want that to happen anymore. But I have trouble, like, I can't, I, I, I don't know how to stop it. And then I you think know, another, like, stop the thought, like, to not be, like, go in a different direction and think about something for work, because it's like, I'll oh, forget about it, I gotta do this right now. And I think it's making me think too, I am either doing something for work, planning, doing something work-wise or with my kids, or I'm asleep. Like <clears throat> that is, there is no other time. Like I remember like before, like if I went out with friends or something, I would like go home earlier just to have that hour on the couch, watch a show, have something for me. That does not exist anymore. I only do work and I'm with my kids and there's no like, Woosa time for me. I don't. I don't watch TV anymore. I don't have anything. I can sneak in a workout, but then I feel guilty about that. And I like I'll go, go up to my husband and be like, Do you have, "Can I just get in a quick workout?" Like I'm sorry, I have to. Yeah. I'm always apologizing about inconveniencing other people. Like I am always just on edge about how people are perceiving me, how I'm inconveniencing someone. I don't know. And maybe if I did like 
manage my day better where maybe I get up and meditate or I have like an hour to myself in the morning where I felt like I had that time and my whole life is not just work or be with the kids and there's something for me that I would feel more like balanced out. But right now there's no time for anything else. And I just think of stuff for work, work on stuff. As soon as I get them to bed, I do work stuff until I go to bed. And there's just, that's my life. And then you wake up in the morning and doesn't matter how intentional I am before I go to bed or how guilty I feel about not being locked in with them, that it's just the same thing the next day. I'm just, in the, I'm going back to reacting. And like you said, um, just putting out fires and controlling chaos, however, everything that you were saying, why you started this brand. I was like, that's where I yeah. am now. Where you were, I'm just putting out fires and all day long and reacting to things and there's nothing intentional. It's just reactions all day long. Yeah. And then I wake up and do it again. And my whole brand is balanced. That is what I want. And I can't find it right now. And I don't know if it's just the season that I'm in. And can you really be content and thriving at this season? Like for you, a one and three year old boy, you are, you feel like you're thriving in motherhood. This, that exists in this season in your life. Like I can find that or do I just wait till they're older? No, it's all up here. You can find it. But you, like you said, like, you can't be reacting through your days. And that's where, and number one, it all starts with your mindset and understanding that if you don't think this is, this is possible to find that peace to find that balance, you're right. It's not possible. You feel like it's like so with our kids. Like I can't do it. You're right. If you don't think you do it, you probably can't do it. If you think you can do it, there's all if there's a will, there's a way. So no, like number one, we have to reset your mindset so you understand that like you do deserve to find. I use the word balance very carefully because I, I, it's more so how we can be in flow and like find the the purpose of the moment. Um, but number one, you have to believe that you deserve it and that your kids deserve it. Because whoever said on here, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. I mean, we all hear that. But it's also like your, your day starts with a really full well. And if, if everyone's always taking, 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 taking from you, and you're not pouring anything back into your well, by noon, your well's dry. That's what's happening. And, right. So There's like, nothing for me. It's just mom and business. And there's nothing... I'm not pouring anything except that we're an extra and you are the same. We get up in the morning and we get it in and I would be even more anxious and worse if I didn't do that. But that's it. That's all I have for me. Where are your kids right now? Oh, my husband, I, I have a heart stop at 1.30 because I, that's when I take my son back. Nobody will accept him into preschool here because they're all full. Um, if anybody would like to send me a DM if you're in the Atlanta area and would like to educate my son, he's available. Um, my daughter's at kindergarten, 2.20, which is like in an hour. I'm back on. So it's like, there's no time for anything. And she goes to school at 740. I mean, she starts at 740. So now I'm getting up at 615. And in order for my body to do that, I need to go to bed at like nine. So it's like, I get them to bed and then I got to go to bed and there's no, I'm not pouring anything into my cup. I think that yeah. is a, yes. But where, when would I, there's no time. So, but we do have time because we all have 24 hours in the day. It's just, how we're managing that time and the systems we have in place to find that time to fill back into you. So what things fill, fill you back up? So you said your workout, what else? I have to work out just to bring my energy back. Like, cause I just like the endorphins. If I didn't have that, I would really just be like that. If I can do that in the morning, the rest of my day is better. It's better. Okay. Um, so out, what else? So you're, you're obviously your time. <laughs> right here. So time Solitude. 
Like what? nobody, I don't even like, some people like to talk on the phone. I don't like that. I don't, when my phone rings, it's like, I look at it or my text, it's like one more thing that you might as well write it down on your list. Cause I got to text that person back. It's one more thing on me. I just want time by myself and quiet. And I don't have any of that. I need a little bit of that to fill myself back up to be able to, right. and I, I don't do it right now. There's so no time. Space. Obviously me too. Um, so workout, white space, what else do you need? That's it. Like if I just have a little time to myself and I got a workout in, I'm okay. good. So walk me through a typical day. So what time do you get up? 6.15. Then what happens? I make coffee and then I get my daughter ready for school. And then my, my uh, husband now takes her to school with my son so that I can get a workout in while they're taking her to school. And then when they come back, I've already gotten my workout and then I tried to start working from the day, like work on my work stuff and I have my three-year-old. What time do they get back? 8.30. So I work out at like 7.30. They, get, they leave at 7.30? They leave at like, yeah, 7.20. She starts at 7.40 and then, so I have that hour. He's crying right now. I feel like if I just bring him in, he'll stop. But um, I... So if my workout's in and I'm good and then I start, I put on a show for him because I can't, I had two shows today. So I'm like prepping for shows, but my son is here with me. And then my, my husband will go get a workout. And so I have my son and then my husband's retired. So he doesn't go anywhere. And we just kind of balance each, like we bounce my son off of each of us until 2.20 when I go to the um, so stop and get my daughter. What's happening between 9 a.m. and 2.20? That's a good question. I'm just like working on work stuff and cleaning the house. I'll, I'll take him for like, I'll take him to a playground. I'll do something with him. Take so him to Target. Take him. We need a schedule for you between 9 a.m. and 2.20 because that's 10, 11, 12. What, that's yeah. What else do I do? In, like the thing, like the normal house stuff, like go to the grocery store. Um, okay, so you have almost five and a half hours. <laughs> sounds and, bad. So this is where we're going to problem solve for you. So what we need to do is every single day, pick out the five things you need to get done the day. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Like you can have a running bank, like a running list of all the things that you need to do. But if you can just get five things done in any given day, you're golden. So what would those five things be? Like maybe the first one would be, um, if, if we're, if we're not going to delegate house chores yet, let's just say we're going to start with that. So maybe, so maybe tomorrow, the one thing you need to get done is vacuum. And then maybe you need to do, what do you need to do for work tomorrow? What's a project? That's what I was saying. Like, there are some things that are non-negotiables. Like, I had two shows today. I have to, I can't okay. just come on and just be like, that. I have to prep. Those, there's two things that had to happen today. Okay, so you look at these five, these five things are your non-negotiables. So what, so what are the non-negotiables today? The, so the show and two the shows. It's always a non-negotiable, just like getting my dog. I'm the one that gets up and does her hair and gets her breakfast and makes her lunch. Like that has to happen every day. Right. But, but not in my time block of space that, that we're blocking. That, so, but that's like a rhythm of your day. These are like the actual. Oh, okay. Tasks. So we um, have the show, the show, and then what else? Well, now it feels like there's nothing. <laughs> so thing is like when we can, what, what else has to get done today? I have to pick up. Oh, that's normal. Every day, pick up my daughter from school. Um, I have a lot of things that are just like, we're selling our house in Virginia. I need to get back on offers from a house. That okay. has to happen today. There's so many like- Little things? Yeah, like stuff that wouldn't typically happen just in the season of our move. Like I have to schedule things for like light fixtures and 
the pool, the salt level's low on the pool. Like little things like that. I have to just calls that I have to make. But if yeah. that doesn't happen, it's fine. But it's not fine because it's like tomorrow I'm going to see it again and be like, I, I should have done that yesterday. Right. So what we need to do then is start time blocking our mornings. So okay. basically, um, so, okay, so baby, not bit, but basically so we have your show prep, we have um, your house stuff. So, okay, let's just take those two It things. sounds like nothing. So, but, <laughs> it sounds like not a lot of things. But this is how it like works. It's like you, you think that there's like so much in your mind. So can you ask for child help someday, like from your husband or from like, do you have a babysitter who could come inside too? No, because I just moved here. But I could, so here's my honest answer there. Before I started this, I dealt, dealt with the kids. So me taking this on has been more on his plate, childcare. Why? And is so, that hmm? is that happening? Yeah, well, more than it was because I didn't have anything, so I had them all the time. So I make a conscious effort to not make my like work stuff be like inconvenience him because if I want to do this, I feel like I should be able to do it and still take care of the kids and it not be that much more on his plate or it's like affecting our marriage. There's that like, like I don't so I think what's really important is that you guys have a conversation of, hey, we look at our calendar for the week, which days and what time are you gonna be responsible for the kids? So on Mondays, you know, from nine to 10.30, he's got the kids. And yeah. that's and it's in your schedule, it's in his schedule. You guys see that, and then you know during that time, like what tasks do you absolutely, absolutely need to get done without the kids? So things like podcast recordings, things like um, show prep, like things that you need that focus attention on, no right. distraction. Not like done. grocery store because I could bring them. No, you I gotcha. can. So you I can need to make more time, like emphasis so on the things that I need to do in those times where he is blocked yes. to have them. Yeah, and I don't set it out, so it's like I start to do things. And if I really stuck to this time block, yes. it would just be like cut and dry. Like, no, this is happening now. Exactly. The other thing too is to like look at tasks. So if you have a whole lot of calls for one day, could you block out an hour in the afternoon where you know like you can throw the kids in the stroller and go for a walk in the neighborhood and start making those calls? Or if you know the kids are going to be great like with independent play um, and they'll, you know, watch Paw Patrol or play Play-Doh or whatever, could you spend half an hour and, and back batch all your calls together. So you have a 20 minute time block where the kids are watching TV or whatever it is, playing, playing, having a snack, um, taking a nap, where you do all your calls on that block and get them off your plate. So my honest thoughts is that they are such wild cards. I can never yeah. assume that that time that they would sit and, sure. sit and do and watch something, like he'll always be in here. And my other thing is if we went on a walk, I really try to, to be not be on calls. Yeah. yeah. And I, that would help me because that would not, it would be like two, two birds, one stone. But I like, that's what I want to do to be able to knock it out and take them for a walk. But then I feel like right. I'm not. Right. So that is where, okay. So then maybe, maybe it's another day where your husband, you guys talk about, okay, you're going to have the kids for this hour and or half an hour here. And I'm going to make all these calls for our house, for the offers, for all this stuff. So batching that together. And on the same thing about batching too. So one of the things that I teach and coach all of our moms is um, batch your appointments, batch your errands. So you're not going to Target on Tuesday, Costco on Thursday. If you can try to pick one day where it's like your errand day, like that's I huge. <laughs> I, cause I'm hypervigilant. Like I can't just go to Target. I have to go to Target when I need something. It's something by there or I need to get gas in my car. 
my husband, like every day, will go run an errand, like right. get eye drops at Walgreens, and I'm like, "We're why didn't you get those yesterday when you ran it? Like everything will happen. I have to make the best use of my time. Like I guess in some ways, I <laughs> plan it so that it's not a waste of time, but in others, I'm wasting hours. Right. So, so it's figuring out where. So it's figuring out where you're wasting those hours, and also looking at where are you super distracted so if so one thing i teach our moms is to have a container of time so if i am doing like full-on work or writing for a whatever program or training or whatever i will put a timer on my phone or the the oven or stove or whatever and what i know for 60 minutes there are no distractions like my phone's not around my computer's not dinging at me it is full-on 60 minutes no distractions that kind of like productive window is so crazy huge so how do you make sure that it's no distraction like how do you i take everything that could tempt me out of that it's discipline i put my where phone are them? where are they what where are the kids oh like napping he doesn't nap yeah so does he do quiet time he'll watch a show but then he'll want me to sit with him right and i feel when then i just feel like I don't know, like it's trivial. Anything else is trivial. It's back to the mom. Like he's asking me to sit with him and he's three and he's not going to be doing this forever. And like, I'm going to be like one second so I can go work on an Instagram post. Like so, I do that to myself. Okay. So my other question, oh my gosh, I feel like we could just have like, I know time management. my last question for us is, um, for your work, are you, and I feel like we can literally start fresh on like, oh, time management now. Like we do a whole session on mindset. Now. Part three. <laughs> <laughs> part 91. Right? Part, yeah. yeah part two. <laughs> um, when you're doing work, do you have any systems for batching in place? I probably need like some sort of assistant. I do every single part of my business, like, if I'm doing like a media, if I'm going on a show or something, I have to prep myself and send them my bio and all these things while researching guests to come on my show and prepping that. Like I'm doing oh my gosh. like my publicist and I'm my assistant for my show. Like I'm doing, and it's, I don't, cause I, it's like, I'm cheap, I guess I'm cheap. Like I don't want to like pay someone to do like right. research guests that would be good for my show. So I do it. So, but similar to how we create systems for your house, systems for your mindset, all of this, like we've got to create systems for your business as well. That way you're yeah. not doing everything willy nilly. And yes, <laughs> willy nilly. There's yes. my... um, <laughs> That's right. Right. So, so, so one thing that can be super helpful, like what that we do too, is that we, well, even though it's a, it's a lot at once, but it's done, like we will create our content calendar for the entire month for what September. And we'll write like all of our Instagram posts, put them in a scheduler and then have the photos done. And then it just spits it out throughout the month. So that way we're not I've seen those, but like, I'm so spurred. I don't know. I'll, I mean, I know what my shows are going to be, but I don't like as far as posts, like I just get inspired and post something that day. I don't yeah. know. Get a college unpaid intern. I like it. Yeah, get a, v a VA, like, oh, we got a VA pitch for you already. But, oh, but, oh, we did. Uh, so I've like, had some of those. 
podcast batching too. Like, so just looking at how we can create simplified systems. So it's not just like all these things coming at you every single day. So it's looking at how can we really get clear on like wrapping everything up, right? Like what are your core values? What is so important to you right now in this season? Uh, yes, exactly. So, but like, but the thing is, is that when you are being pulled in a, in a million different directions from work to home to life, it's like, you can't give your best to your kids. We right. none of us can. We can't. Coming when up short. Ever. Yep. Yeah. When you're short, when, and I don't mean you, I mean all of us. No, I know. No, but yeah. Short, Everyone when, feels that way. Yes. When we're exhausted. And so we have to just go inwards and say, okay, stop. What is so important to me in this season? Who is that mom? How do I want to show up as and really get clear on that best version of you? And I know it sounds so silly, but if we can see her in our mind, then we can start to take those intentional steps forward every single day to become her because they are, this is so much deeper than how you manage your time. This is you being so present and actually enjoying your kids and enjoying yourself and enjoying your husband and enjoying your life because we get one shot at this and yeah. it's so important to have these mindset shifts and systems in place. It's not about like, um, like, Oh, I'm the best and I deserve like all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> Like, I want to be the best for me and for my kids. So, like, let's figure this out. And so I think um, just seeing that value, understanding that you've got to release the, the guilt and the shame to know that when you're caring for yourself, you're also caring for your kids. And caring for yourself comes in the sense of um, showing up for you every day. You know, you know, this, like, getting your workout in, but also, like, having the confidence in what you need to do to be fulfilled, following your passions while being a great mom and having those systems in place um, for managing your time, for for managing your, your motherhood, for ma managing your business, and just really putting yourself back in that driver's seat. Because uh, when you can do that, that is that is gold. And it's not like we were saying earlier, like you flip a switch and it's, it just changes. It's the intentional effort every single day to show up and to know what's important to you and to get out there and fight. Because no one's going to fight for that as much as you will. And so we have to just like put on our armor every day and like... Go do it. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number. 
the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.